This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you finally taking that summer vacation you've been planning but dreading buying all the necessities before you take off? Listen, enter Ibotta, okay? Let me tell you about Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's literally that easy. Listen, right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code absolutely when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code absolutely. That's I-B-O-T-T-A. Again, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code absolutely. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? Hope you're doing great. You know what I mean? Hope you are feeling relaxed even though I know a lot of those chickens are about to go to school. I know. This is weird. Where did the time go? Where did summer go? I don't know. Do you know? That's a great country song right there. Where did summer go? I don't know, but the leaves are falling. Shout out to my boy, Logan Crosby. Y'all loved that episode when I had my boy Logan on here a couple weeks ago. He and I are going to, we are, we've been following up. We've been texting. We're, we're actually dear friends. And um, we're going to get into the, the studio soon because I'm letting you know when, when the seasons change, it's a good time to write a book. It's a good time to go to the outlet malls. You know, when the seasons change, it's a good time to get a divorce. It's a good time to sell a home, buy an RV, go out to Yellowstone or any of the national parks and make love to a buffalo. You know what I mean? And I just, that's a metaphor. I, th- these are, I was just spitballing, workshopping some more country tunes right there. But I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Now's the time. You know, it's weird. It's weird when you come into August because I know all you Northerners like, our kids don't go back till, till after Labor Day. Well, in the South, we like to make sure that the, the students are in school when it is piping fucking hot. Because here's the deal. You got to be in the air conditioning anyways. So why not be in the air conditioning and get an education? You see what I did there? That's right. That's right. Anyway, so yeah, I know. I know camp, you know, everyone's winding down on camp. Summer's coming to a little screeching halt. And next thing you know, sports are going to start again. And then every woman in America is really going to want to put a gun in her mouth. But regardless, regardless, it's an interesting time. The seasons are about to start changing. It won't cool down. You won't really feel it till November because the earth is absolutely on fire. Did you love this little tidbit that the government came out with recently that they were having these like congressional hearings about the aliens? Hey, brah. Hey, brah. We knew. I don't know if you've ever heard of TikTok, but we knew. I've known 
And if you think that all of a sudden you're going to have a congressional hearing about these non-humans is what they call it. Dude, you could tell me that we've been making half lizard, half kitty cats in a pod somewhere that have laser eyes and are going to care, you know, be my surrogate for my baby. I'll say, you know what? Great. We're not phased. I love how like they're trying to drop these little, these little tidbits of science on us. And we're like, next. I'm so sorry. What did Ted Cruz say that was crazy? I'm good. Yeah, bruh. We know the aliens are out there. Guess what? Not scared. Really not. You know, my dad was a pilot. He flew for fun. And my grandfather was chief pilot for Delta for a while and flew in the Air Force. And, you know, my papa said he used to see things all the time. And my dad saw stuff living out in the middle of nowhere, Texas, for a minute. And, you know, back in the day, you didn't talk about it. But uh, I already knew. And I had an open heart for the extraterrestrials. I used to watch Ancient Aliens on, I believe, Discovery Channel or A&E. I can't remember. So don't get mad at me, networks. Fuck y'all. We're still on strike. Regardless, I've had an open heart to the outside world for a long time. Some of y'all have been living under a bubble. And I'm not going to say, wake up, sheeple. I'm not saying that because that's not where I'm going. Some of these conspiracy theories, I'm like, I feel like. If we were going to wake up, somebody would have already fixed something. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all here for the greater good. I don't trust anybody. I trust no hoes. You know what I mean? I trust no hoes. But if you were to tell me tomorrow, like, they've got lizards somewhere underground in the little fish tank that can teach you how to speak Mandarin. And we take the little lizard hippocampus and put it in your hippocampus. And the next thing you know, you can speak 65 languages. I'd be like, that's right. I saw it on TikTok. Believe it. It's not even a good example, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, I've had an open heart to this. The Lord told me a long time ago, hey, guess what? Keep your eyes and ears open. Look to the stars. Some of y'all got your head down. You're just only looking where you're walking. And next thing you know, you're going to be leaving the, the outlet malls at dusk on a hot summer night. It's 9 p.m. They just close the doors to the J. Crew outlet. And you're going to get beamed up or you're going to see something. You're going to finally look up. You're going to be so elated that you saved 40% on some back to school sweaters. And you're going to look up. You're like, what is that? You're going to look up to the sky and it's like, it'll take you. Yeah. And then you're going to get diddled by an alien. And I don't want to hear about it. Sometimes we're too bogged down in our own bullshit. We've been looking down. You know what? Look up. And when God comes back, he said, hello, every knee shall bend, every head shall bow, and then you'll look up. (laughs) It's not direct scripture. Anyways, it sounds like I'm spiraling emotionally. I'm running on a little bit of sleep, okay? The whole point of this entire thing was for me to say, oh, okay, sir, military sir, you want to have a congressional hearing that the aliens are out? Yeah, we knew. Little baby Heather, who was in the sixth grade, used to tell everybody, my papa used to see them aliens when he was flying, but we never really talked about it. But sometimes when papa would be putting me in bed at night, he and I would say our prayers. He'd be like, now you know I saw them aliens. And mom, i say, papa, I know you saw them aliens. <laughs> like, this is not releasing family secrets. This is literally like, papa used to be like, Heather, there's some things out there that could get you. Just remember, keep your eyes on the Lord and keep an open heart. And I'd be like, Papa, whatever you want to do. Can I have another Twix? He's like, I put it under your pillow. Sweet dream, sugar. And then he'd give me a kiss. And then I would sit in my bed at my grandparents' house, my Mimi and Papa's. And I just, mm, I'm a little Twix. Because I was a chubby kid. I was so chubby. But speaking of wake up, you know what I mean? Stay woke. I am, I'm running on not a lot of sleep. And I'll tell you why. And I know I have loosely complained about this before, but since it's the absolute not absolutely not podcast, can't even see the can't even singing. Can't even say the own name of my podcast. Can I be honest with you? I feel like I've gotten dumber. And I know a couple I, I know a multitude of eyes just rolled. Oh, you think, Heather? The ADD towards the end of the summer is just it's bad. It's like when you'd always feel that feeling that you got to do the back to school reading. You know, and they, they give you 45 books 
and it's two days before you got to go back to school and I'm reading Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry and The Great Gatsby, you know, and Fisher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye, not Fisher in the Rye. <laughs> I, that's the Cliff Notes. The Fisher in the Rye is a Cliff Notes. No, that's a sequel. The Catcher in the Rye. And you're like, what? I, you know, you know, they're going to grill you the first day. And you just get that, you go into English class in like the eighth grade and you have that bead of sweat just dripping down your neck because you're like, I didn't read Catcher in the Rye. And you're hitting your friend Amanda who's like in the honors program like, listen, bitch, okay, I got six craft singles with your name on it because you know I don't fuck with that. I got six craft singles with your name on it. Your blood sugar looks low. Tell me what happened in Catcher in the Rye. And she's like, God damn it, Heather. You always do this. Why don't you just read? Why don't you just read? And then you're like, don't say I'm not a reader. That's my biggest pet peeve. My family loves to be like, Heather doesn't read. She's not a reader. That's bullshit. I do read. I was in advanced reading. Just because I'm not sitting around reading a book every day doesn't mean I don't know how. (laughs) There was nothing worse. You had to buddy buddy with this bitch named Amanda every year. You know it. And she would act annoyed, but she knew you were going to give her your craft singles. So it was just like, Amanda, just take take the bribe. Why do we have to keep going through this rigmarole, this he said, she said, this I got to tiptoe and play this game. You got to act annoyed. Just tell me what the fucking cliff notes are. Or you already took the quiz. You were in period three. Okay, I'm in period seven. Just give me the answers. And then she would always give you one wrong because she didn't want the teacher to know that you cheated. I cheated. Let, 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 what are you going to do? Nobody read Catcher in the Rye. Lord of the Flies I read, though, because I'll tell you what, if that wasn't, if you see something, say something. I don't know what was. Anyway, so you had to deal with this bitch named Amanda. So that's where we're at. It's summer reading, baby. That's where I feel like I'm at in a lot of things. I always have this like little, little summer break. And then I go back on the road and I, the, the night before I'm about to go do shows again, I have that feeling, you know, it's that same dream that everybody has. You're in college. You never drop the class. Then all of a sudden, you know, you you show up for the final and you're like, I thought I dropped this class. Like, you're not going to graduate on time. No, you never, you never dropped trigonometry. And you're like, I should have never been signed up for this class in the first place. I'm a theater major, sir. It's that same dream. I have this right before I'm about to get on the road and go do shows. It's like, I I don't know my show. Like I've never done it. Honey, I, 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 I'm an old theater gal. Okay. Once you push that wheelchair on stage. Bing, bang, boom, put my little tap shoes on and I know the routine. But it's that feeling. And whether or not you're going out and performing, whether or not you're going out to do a presentation or you're just dropping your kids off, I think once you were a child and you always have those core memories of I didn't do my summer reading. How am I going to cheat? How am I going to do this? Where are the cliff notes? You know, there will be no such thing as summer reading anymore because AI is going to take over. They say knowledge is power, and that's the truth, okay? Listen, this is why I love modern fertility, because I wanted to know about my fertility, and as a woman, nobody gives you any information about anything ever, and it's always bullshit, but you know what? This is why I took the power back into my own hands with modern fertility. I love modern fertility, because did you know that one out of eight couples struggle with infertility? Seriously, that's a staggering statistic that most people don't know or aren't ready to talk about, but here's the thing. When you get that data back and you get information about your body in order to have an informed conversation with your doctor and make the best decision for ourselves and our futures. That's why I use Modern Fertility. Listen, it's awesome. Okay, Modern Fertility was created just so you could do an at-home test, right? It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at your own home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results within six days. I love Modern Fertility. I cannot tell you enough. This is one of the reasons why I was alerted to the fact that, hey, having kids might be hard for me and I'm glad I jumped on it when I did. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Work smarter, not harder. I love Modern Fertility. I swear by them. I tell all my girlfriends, I'm just sending them to all my girlfriends now. Listen, go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely and you can get $20 off your fertility test when you go there. Again, modernfertility.com slash absolutely. You will thank me later. Take the power back. You got this.
She's jet set and she's back on the road. And I'm trying to look like semi chic when I travel, but I'll tell you what, sometimes it's it's harder than you think, but not anymore now that I found base. Okay. I love it. In the case of traveling, actress and model Shay Mitchell is just like all of us. You know what I mean? She also too wants to look great. And that's why she came up with and created base, which is the perfect luggage that's fashionable and functional. Listen, I love Shay. Okay, I follow her on Instagram. I think she's fantastic. She made sleek and affordable luggage and bags and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking cool. Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, built-in weight indicator, which we love because, you know, your girl's always overweight, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets to keep you organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekend or bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And base has over 30 thousand five-star reviews. That's all you need to know right there. I mean, you can take it from me because I love her products. I have the Weekender bag and I can literally shove everything, including two French Bulldogs in the bag if I need to. But I'm going to tell you this right now, you're going to love her stuff. Okay. And also hear it from 30,000 other people who love it. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting Base, B-E-I-S, travel.com slash absolutely. Go to Base, B-E-I-S, travel.com slash absolutely for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S, travel.com slash absolutely. Now back to the podcast. I got in a huge fight with Jeff about AI. Huge huge fight about it. I was like, Jeff, because I do clear at the airport. We all do it. Listen, they got your, they got it. If they want to find you, they can find you. So let's not act like you're low key hiding out in a TJ Maxx. You're not. I told Jeff, I was like, give it a couple years. You're going to be in the Amazon jungle. And as long as they can come down with night vision, scan the bushes, if they can get a touch of your retinas, you're, you're fucked. He's like, they don't have that. You're out of your mind. Again, somebody who didn't believe in aliens growing up, Jeffrey Daniels. (laughs) And I say, welcome to the congressional hearing. Yeah, I'm in the back. If if they would have allowed me to have been at this congressional hearing, I literally would have been in the back going, my papa told me about this years ago. I need them things for flying around. Hopefully, though, I'm going to come in contact with the friendly one. So we called our friend who's like dialed in to, I don't know, the military. And he was like, they can already do that. Like, what are you talking about? They can absolutely already do that. So all I'm saying is my point of talking about summer reading, the bitch named Amanda, the fact that aliens are real, all of this to say, I didn't sleep well last night. (laughs) I didn't. I've been watching these, you know, I love the Formula One Drive to Survive. I love Full Swing, the golf one. Now I'm watching Breakpoint, which is the tennis docu-series about these tennis stars. I find tennis wildly confusing on how it's it's scored. You have sets, you have matches, you have champion point, you have ace-deuce love. Like I have a joke about it in my hour right now, but I still find it very confusing. So I've been watching the show Breakpoint to try and understand it. And you know, it's again, tennis, a solo sport, very hard to understand, very hard to, very hard. I've now learned to be in the top like 10%. And okay, this is actually where I was going with this. Okay. I'll get to why I wasn't sleeping. So Jeff and I are watching this and I always bitch to him about how I think it's insane that these female athletes are not getting paid as much as the guys. And I understand when they say, well, if people supported the female athletes and came out as spectators and viewed sports, the way that they view male sports, then we can have a fair playing field. But Jeff was making a good point last night. And that's why I do love him. He said, it's bullshit in tennis that the women do not make as much as the men because they're playing on the exact same courts on the exact same, for the exact same fans, the same day. You know what I mean? Maybe the guys play a day after the guys play before everybody's at the same tournament. Okay. It's not like separate tournaments in golf or basketball, whatever. So I was on a high horse last night. Like these girls need to get paid. The aliens are coming. Get pay them what they need. You know, and he's like, you're spiraling. What's wrong? I'm like, summer readings do, Jeff. And I don't know how to read. You know what I mean? Just like, it was that kind of emotional spiral. Anyways, my point being is I'm watching all these like athletic athlete docu-series. And I'm like, I'm gonna start training like an athlete. You know, and I do. I take my job when it comes to comedy very seriously. 
And, um, you know, I'm not wearing a bra right now as I record this, and this is on camera as well, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You get what I am, I'm saying. Um, I take my job very seriously. When you come out to a show at heatherontour.com, can't wait to be in Vegas in two weeks, and then Chicago, get your tickets at heatherontour.com. It, when I do my show, I am suited and booted. I am glittered up. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't been you know, at least, you know, had a little brush by an alien because they can absolutely see me from the earth with how glittery and bright my suits are. But anyways, I've just been in a weird, weird spiral and tear. But we were, we were having this really interesting discussion about why these tennis players are not making as much and just like, it's bullshit, it's bullshit. So I think I already went to bed with it's bullshit. The men do the same shit and, and they get all the rewards. You know, obviously, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, like they've been paid oodles. Maria, Marina, Maria Sharapova. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. Anyways, you know what I mean? They I know they're getting they got paid the big bucks, but it's never fair. So I think I already in the subconscious of my mind was in a in a tiffy of a mood like I'm ready to go. Uh, my papa told me that them aliens are real and I believe them. And you didn't believe me. And we've been together almost 13 years. You know what number 13 is? Lucky for me, unlucky for others. I was just on one. So I went to bed and in the subconscious of my mind, I'm like, it's never fair. So anyways, I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about right now. My sister dog is staying with us for the weekend, you know? So I got Bronson, I got macaroni, I got rigatoni. I got three French bulldogs in the bed. Okay, it's limited space. My ass cheek is clenching the fitted sheet. I'm holding on for dear life. If you think I've got room for a Tempur-Pedic pillow in this bitch, I don't. So I'm already uncomfortable. Well, Bronson, you know, he's getting up there in his senior years, wakes up a little disoriented in the middle of the night, scratching his ear. He's got, he's having a meltdown. He jumps off the bed. Well, Jeff does this thing. And I'm pretty sure I bitched about this before, but I just want to get this out on a public forum. So hopefully if I talk about it on the podcast, I can work through it and not have to deal with this with my (laughs) therapist later. I realize that a lot of women, we kind of suffer in silence with shit. And this is, this is going to be, I'm, I'm getting to a bigger point here. Okay. So we're in the middle of the night and the last two nights that we've had Bronson, he's woken up 4am, 3.30, jumped off the bed, had a little foamy, little up chuck. You know what I mean? He just gets a little confused. He's old. I wipe it up. I suffer in silence. I wake up because I can feel him jumping off the bed. I hear him in the bathroom, you know, doing a thing. I check on him. I get him water. Are we good? Check the pulse. Put him back in bed. He's lights out. I suffer in silence. Last night, Bronson scratching his ear. He's got a little ear thing. We had put the medication in, but I didn't give him his Benadryl before bed, right? I should have given him the Benadryl. So he'd lay down, you know, the antihistamine needs to kick him. So, so I wake up and I was in the deepest sleep. Okay. I am probably already connecting with the aliens. Like I'm in a deep sleep. I am, I am frantically in a sweat thinking about catcher in the rye. I'm like, I didn't do it. I already am like jazz jacked up. Right. I'm, I'm in that panic mode, having the night terrors that we're about to go back to school or I'm about to do the final in college. Didn't drop the class. It's just that time of year. It's the seasons are changing the season. It's that next season that you're jumping into and you know you're, you're supposed to be somewhere and you've had a little time off and you start to panic. That's why. It just means you have things on your to-do list, okay? So I'm already having that in my subconscious. So Bronnie wakes up. He's scratching, but I'm in the deep sleep, so I'm not waking up to this. Jeff, okay, sleeps with the earplugs because Bronnie was snoring too loud. It was probably me. And Jeff's like, Bronnie keeps scratching. He's shaking the bed. He's scratching. And I pop up, okay? I have so much sweat dripping from my tits in this moment. I'm just like, I'm fight or flight. I pop up. And in my mind, the first thing I thought of is, why could he not suffer in silence? Why could he, if he gets woken up, can he not just go downstairs, get the Benadryl, get a little organic mozzarella cheese stick, put the Benadryl in the cheese stick, pick Bronnie off the bed, take him in the bathroom, feed him the little piece of cheese so the other dogs don't wake up. Give him 10 minutes, let him cool down, put him back in the bed. He'll be lights out. So I pop out of bed and I just, I wasn't even awake. I run downstairs. I get the piece of cheese, get the Benadryl, pop, 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 come upstairs. And Jeff's kind of like chasing after me. And he's like, where are you going? I'm like, to action steps, Jeff. I'm going. I'm just going downstairs. I give Bronnie the thing. 
Now I'm in a full sweat. Like now when I wake up in the middle of the night, I have too much on the brain. It's I didn't do my summer reading. Therefore, I am panicking. So now I'm on my phone. I got to make a list of all the things that I have super anxiety about. This, that, done. Relationships, da 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 This person hates me. They're mad. da 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 I can't please everybody. da 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 So I'm in like a deep, just notes app. Just everybody hates me, you know, kind of vibe. Even though you shouldn't because I'm fantastic. And I'm just laying there and then I go back to bed and then I wake up and Jeff, sweetly enough, doesn't think anything of it. I wake up, we go downstairs. He's like, you want me to make you eggs? And I was just like, you could not suffer in silence last night. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, Jeff, the other two nights when Bronson's jumped off to bed because he's a lunatic, I have been quiet because we are a partnership and one of us the next day, we both can't be wrecked. And I put him back in bed. But because you couldn't just get up and do it in the middle of the night, you had to wake me up. Like if Jeff can't pee or like if Jeff can't sleep, he's tossing, turning. Then I'm like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. When I can't sleep, I put my AirPods in and I watch TikToks and I just scream into my pillow. I'm like, I love the internet so much. You know what I mean? I don't wake his ass up or I'll put myself in a different room. I suffer in silence. And I've realized that men can't do that. And I'm not talking about suffering from like real trauma. I'm not talking about like, obviously, if you're a victim, speak up. That is, I'm talking about surface level bullshit. That women, in general, we just do it. We get it done. We check it off. We don't bitch about it. Jeff was sleeping like a sound little baby the other night. And I said, I'm going to deal with Bron so that Jeff doesn't wake up cranky because I love him because he's my partner. And you know what? One of us has to get up with the dogs. So I'm going to be the help of little Elf right now. And I'm going to help him. But instead, Jeff's like, I can't sleep. Bronnie's scratching. And I just started screaming, suffer in silence. Do you know what I mean? I know that the women who are listening to this will be able to connect to it. Just like, let me have a fucking moment right now. Let me just chill out. If you see, check the pulse. Is it low? I'm in REM sleep. I never get that because I'm up sweating every every night wondering if I'm going to pass college algebra three that I never signed up for. So Jeff, like I really let him have it. And he's, you know, just made me this beautiful breakfast. And I'm like, you don't understand. I'm also PMSing. I mean, it is, you can feel the drip about to happen. I'm like, just get up and do it. You don't have to wake me up. And he's like, are you good? And I'm like, no, the aliens are coming. And then he's like, you are are having a hot flash. He's like, honey, your tits and your eggs. You know what I mean? The areola is on fire. And I'm like, I know, but they're coming. He's like, you got it. You got to calm down. But you know what I mean? It's like, as women, I feel like the guys are the first ones to be like, I'm bitching about this. I'm complaining. Da, da, da. And I've just noticed, like, even with my girlfriends, we do things and it's not like we're selfless. I'm not saying that. But we just do it. We're action steps kind of people. We get it done. I suffer in the silence. I just get up. I deal with the dog. I do this. I just do the laundry. With guys, sometimes it's a, I got to, you know, tit for tat. I did this. I did that. Well, I did the laundry yesterday. Show. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'll play 47,000 holes of golf. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Should never be a tit for tat. But all I want to do is for the guys who are listening, okay, the husbands who are listening, the boyfriends, the zaddies, you know what I mean? The gay zaddies, whoever. Just know that in any relationship, it's a partnership. If you see your little significant other just with beads of sweat coming down as they're buried into their Tempur-Pedic pillow, know that they're having a night tear about going back to school, about the seasons changing. But don't wake them up. You can't sleep. You got traveler's diarrhea. Go to the go to the hall bathroom and deal with it on your fucking own. You don't need to wake them up unless there's a bloody stool. And, and then absolutely wake them up and say, we got to go to the hospital immediately. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's that, I mean, if Jeff gets up and he's got to pee, I got to pee. I got to pee. I'm like, just pee quietly into a cup on the side of the bed and just make sure you put it in a spot where you won't knock it over in the morning. You know what I mean? If I got midnight diarrhea, I'm slowly, quietly tiptoeing. Jeff will bust in the room and be like, I mean, it could be three in the morning. I'm having my night terrors. I'm tucked in. I'm just in some sort of wedge between REM sleep 
in just sheer panic. And I'm like, babe, DNR, turn on all the lights. DNR, the Pepto-ish. I got anal leakage. And you're like, I don't know what to do right now. And I looked at him this morning and just uttered the words, suffer in silence. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I get it. And that's all I needed. That's all I needed. I think the heat's getting to me. The lack of sleep's getting to me. The fact I'm going back on the road. We're shooting the next special, which is very exciting. And speaking of the first special, got some very exciting news. It is going to be out soon. As soon as I can announce it, you will know. Y'all will be the first people to know. But it is, it's going somewhere and it's going to be exciting. And I'm thrilled. So that has been a whole process. But that'll be out. You know what I do the most and the least at the same damn time? Well, Delola is the epitome of that. Delola is a delicious, world-crafted cocktail doing the most. It's made with premium spirits and natural botanicals, and it's ready to enjoy. So you can do the least. All you have to do is pour it over ice, sit back, honey, and enjoy. Plus, it's founded by the queen of doing the most, the iconic, the one and only Jennifer Lopez. I love Delola. It's the Delola spritz option is literally for everybody. They have a Paloma Rosa spritz, which is made with tequila, grapefruit, and elderflower. The Bella Berry spritz is made with vodka, berries, and hibiscus. And the Lo Orange is made with Amaro, orange, and passion fruit. Delola is made with natural botanicals. It's gluten-free, 110 calories per serving, and has less alcohol than traditional cocktails, about the same as amount of like a glass of wine. The best part is Delola makes it easy to entertain without all the effort of making cocktails at home. It is so great. I love it. It's delicious. I just tried the Paloma Rosa Spritz before the Dave Matthews Band concert, poured one up over ice. It was so refreshing, so great. I highly, highly recommend getting your hands on that Delola. And also, it's just so easy to use. All you got to do is pour it over ice. You can throw it in your Yeti. You can throw it in your Stanley, whatever you're using these days. Pour it over ice. Take it on the road. Take it to go. Do your thing. Delola all the way into the fall you're going to love it. So right now, all you got to do is visit delolalife.com. That's D-E-L-O-L-A life.com to find a store near you that carries Delola or follow at Delola on Instagram to learn more. Please enjoy responsibly and enjoy that Delola. And so it's wild. It's like all these different things are moving. And I, I feel like in my brain, I don't, it's like, I feel like I've gotten dumber. I'm not as great at communicating. I mean, what the fuck is this podcast right now? We're 25 minutes in, and I've talked about aliens, Twix bars, a bitch named Amanda, and that men need to suffer in silence, which if any psychotherapist listens to this is like, she's a monster. <laughs> but you guys get it. I know that you're putting the dots together. And click and subscribe. Please leave me a five-star review on Apple and iTunes. I think it's the same, regardless. You know what I'm saying. But, you know, it's just that it's that time. It's that time of the year where I, I think we all need to. Shit's about to be popping off. The kids are going back to school. People are going back to grad school. You know what I mean? Uh, vacation's over. So you're going to start feeling the panic energy from your spouse, your partners, your friends. Feeling like, you know, you when you get towards that end of the summer, you didn't do enough. You didn't do enough. You're exhausted in a way where you feel like you should have been able to take a couple days off, even a summer Friday. And taking a personal day, but what did you do? You went to a Limp Biscuit concert and you blacked out and you ended up in the hospital for three days because you've never been in a mosh pit, but you decided this was the weekend to do it. You know that none of us have made good decisions this summer. We have it. And I think that regret and that anxiety and all that's starting to build up. So I think what we got to do is, is a reset. The seasons are changing. We're going back to school. It's a summer reset. Let's write down a list of the things that are making us anxious. Let's go ahead and open that book. Bitch, do a podcast book. You know what I mean? Do a book on tape. That's the other thing. These little shits have book on tape. You could be riding around. You could be shopping at the mall and you're absorbing Catcher in the Rye. We didn't have that, you little shits. When I did a summer reading, I had to pay off that bitch named Amanda with craft singles. You know, and maybe show a tit to her, her, her brother just so I could get the cliff notes. These kids will never have any idea what we had to do with the summer fucking readings. Anyways, that being said, we need to check in. We need to dial in, check in with our partners. It's hot. Everyone's fucking sweating. But you know, you go, you go to Ann Taylor. They're only selling cashmere. Too soon, Ann. It's too soon. I know you got to get ahead of the next season. We're dying out here. 
the earth is on fire, the aliens are coming, and when you put the two together, I'll see you at Oppenheimer. Okay? I'll see you at the Oppenheimer movie. Because I don't know what else to do. My life feels a little bit like a, you know, I think it's a hydrogen bomb. The bomb about to drop. It feels like there is so much shit on the plate that hasn't been done, that needs to be done. A lot of it can be exciting. You know, I've told you before, I had a friend, Jenny. Have a friend, not had. She's still with us. Love her. Just, just was texting with her. She used to get so excited before Halloween as a kid. So excited. She put the costume on. She would get so excited before she'd go out to trick or treat that she'd barf everywhere. And then her mom was like, you have a fever. You can't go out. That's where you're at. You know what I mean? Where you're literally like, oh my God, show what just happening. Oh, you have so many plans for the fall. Oh, I'm doing, doing, doing some trips. I got a big work thing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. We got a wedding. We did that. Christmas is coming. Thanksgiving's around the corner. And you get so excited, you just want to barf. That's where I'm at. It's hot. Your bones ache. You have a lot of regret, but also none at all at the same time. So whatever you got to do right now to check in, check in. And whatever that summer reading situation is to you, let's sit down. Let's take an hour today. Fucking put on this podcast. Sit down. This is a, this is a wellness check on you hoes. Write down what you got to do. Write down what you have to look forward to. Write down what you're not looking forward to and just bang that shit out first. Do it. Do it. Get that book on tape. Catch up with the catcher in the rye. And if you're in college, tink, tink, tink. Go ahead, go online and make sure you drop those fucking classes. Because if not, you will wake up when you are 36, you have one egg left in the ovary. And you thought you, you dropped the class, you didn't drop it. And then come Christmas, they're going to say, why weren't you at the trigonometry three final exam? And you go, I usually take tap dancing and fucking Commedia dell'arte because I'm a theater major. I, don't, I was never supposed to be here. And the fact that my advisor even let me sign up for this class is asinine. So that's all I'm saying. Watch yourself. Okay? All right. Great. Fantastic. All right, let's get to the voicemails. <laughs> Hope y'all are doing great. Uh, absolutely unhinged. Spiraling. Okay, let's get into it. Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Ella, from New York. Hell yeah. Just calling with an absolutely yes to being on my dad's last flight ever as a pilot. United Airlines. I'm so this is the party. I flew from New York to Orlando, Florida on a Wednesday. Spent the night in Orlando with my mom. We got on the flight at 12. So we got to the airport at about 9 a.m. Got turned at the Orlando airport, drinking champagne with the crazies of Orlando. Yeah. We get on the plane early. The flight attendants are just like giving us champagne after champagne. Mm hmm. They don't give a shit. They're like, it's your dad's last flight. Let's party. So we're Let's partying. Go. They sit us in our seat. Not that we are going to have a special seat, but we have no window. We are the only seat in the whole plane with no window. Mm -hmm. They want your eyes. But we had a great time and we partied and we celebrated and we landed in Houston and we had a big old Tex-Mex party and just absolutely yes to people having careers for 39 years because mm. I feel like the boomers did that and our generation just doesn't do the same thing for 39 years. And yeah. that's okay too. But props to them for doing their thing and us getting turned and celebrating that. So absolutely yes. Love you. Bye. I am so glad we started this episode with an absolute yes from Ella and her dad's retirement flight. And listen, if you're not a kid who's an aviation kid like I was, this is a big deal. Okay, back in the day, you know, and <clears throat> let me start this off. We do need to celebrate the boomers. There are days where we're too hard on them. I'm too hard right now on the younger generation. Okay, I'm an I'm a elder, bitter millennial who keeps bitching about these kids didn't know how to do the summer readings. L listen, let's celebrate it. Okay, let's celebrate the older generation. Maybe if the Gen Zers didn't make fun of us so much, you know, and celebrated us a little bit more, didn't call us chuggy, we wouldn't be. Having night terrors. No, but Ella, this is a beautiful thing. For, for anybody who, you know, isn't, I guess, directly related to anybody in the airlines. And if you've never been on a flight where it's been a pilot's last flight, they usually do the, the water salute. So as when the plane lands at its destination, they usually do water cannons over. 
over the plane. And that's a beautiful thing. That is that. I mean, I get goosebumps. Dude, I got goosebumps right now. And Ellie, you made a great point. Like, look at an amazing career that your dad had. You know what I mean? He worked with one company. And I understand. I understand our generation's been dicked around by the man for a while. But you know what? Your dad found something he loved, regardless of sticking with one company. Shout out to, you know, United. Good for them. <clears throat> Delta Loyal. But yeah, regardless, your dad found something he loved. He was passionate about. And he stuck with it. And that is a beautiful thing. And I have been on actually so many flights because I fly so often that it's been like people's retirement flights. And there's nothing better when the, the flight attendant comes on. She's like, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say this is a very special, exciting flight. We have Captain Ron on with us today. He's been flying for Delta Airlines for 69 years. Actually, he's probably should have gotten his cataracts done a while ago. But, you know, there's a pilot shortage in America, you know, because the aliens are coming. But anyways, want to let y'all know this is his last flight. We will be taking off here in Atlanta and landing at his home base, which is Myrtle Beach. He has been dedicated and loyal to us for a very long time. And I'll tell you what, I got drunk with him one time in Waikiki at the Hilton Waikiki. And it, don't worry, we had a 72-hour layover, so he was not hungover when he flew us home back to back to Myrtle Beach after the Hawaii trip. But anyways, regardless, and next thing you know, next thing you know, we were having sit, and then they're like, they cut her off. You know what I mean? They cut her off. Those were the good old days when people were flying and fucking and doing it and things were sexy and you dressed up on an airplane. I just had a very nostalgic moment of my grandparents. My papa and my mimi, they met at Delta. And damn it if they weren't sexy. But the whole point is your dad, your grand, yeah, your dad, sorry. Your dad found something he loved and he stuck with it. And that's a beautiful thing. That's what 90% of us are just searching for, right? Something that we love, something that brings us joy. And I have heard a great thing. You know, I still get nervous before shows. Again, way to bring it back to me. But I did hear a great piece of advice. If you didn't care about it, you wouldn't get nervous. And that's the truth. It's probably why I have night sweats because I want to go out and give a great show and I want things to be perfect and I want things to be great. That's also a little reminder there. I'll put that in the back, right back there. Wow, what a cool moment. What a cool memory. I love that they didn't give you a window. You want to know why they didn't give you a window? Because they wanted your eyes to the front. They wanted you to just see that moment when your dad comes out of the cockpit after a beautiful, smooth landing, takes off his captain hat and tips it to everybody. I could start weeping and I might because that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, I'm so glad. Why am I that? I don't know what's happening. (laughs) I'm unwell. It's a beautiful thing that you had that memory. You really want to get dark. I'm laughing because it's about to, I'm about to take y'all so fucking dark. I too flew with my dad for his last flight. And it was a flight that, I don't think I've ever shared this. We were, my dad had died, you know, in Texas. He died at the MD Anderson Hospital. And I'm about to get so fucking dark on you hoes. You don't even know. And we had to fly his body back. And that was a whole other thing about trying to, you know, go through the legality of getting his body back. But they put him on our flight. So my dad, we got him on the flight. Shout out to Delta. We were flying Houston back to Atlanta. It was December. My dad died on the morning of December 23rd. We flew out that night. Yeah, we flew out late that night. Horrible storms in Houston. Horrible, horrible. Like they literally, when they, when the, the plane that was taking us came in, the gate agent got on and she said, just so you know, this was the wildest ride of our life. There will be no food or drink service. The only way we got to get out of here before this storm is you buckle up. And, you know, my mom worked for the airlines for years. So she's like, I'm surprised they're taking off, but whatever. I trust it. We get up and it was the wildest thing. We were like adjacent to a storm. And I'm, there was, there was, we were in Delta Comfort. So it was, my mom was next to me. I'm in the aisle. Jeff's in the aisle across from me. And my sister, I think is next to Jeff. You know, you put the little people in the middle. And there was just lightning and it was crazy. And everybody, everybody was like really anxious, not our group, but just everybody else is like, we're hitting the bumps. And as a pilot's kid, you know that like, you don't really need to worry about that. The bumps are just air pockets. So I'm cruising through, right? And I saw when I was getting on them putting my dad's body on the plane. And I'm kind of like just going through the, the motions. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of numb to this. But I'll never forget, it was like a scene from a movie. I'm on the flight. 
And I reach across the aisle and I grab Jeff's hand and he kind of looks at me and there's just lightning going off outside. It was kind of like you were in a dream. You're in a movie like this is it. You know that scene from um, Almost Famous where there's lightning outside of the airplane and they're all telling each other like, I love you, goodbye, all these things. But I had never been that calm in my life. And I was laughing to myself. I was like, oh yeah, well, dad's on this flight. This is his last flight. And if you don't think we were going to go through the eye of the storm just to rattle, shake, you know what I mean? Shake the crate a little bit. Then you must not know Kyle McMahon. He's like, I'm the fat ass that's weighing down this plane right now at the, the belly of the beast. And we're about to hit these thunderstorms. And I did. It felt like the scene from a movie and I could just feel it. And it was just the weirdest thing. Like people were kind of like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Kind of hold on to the seats a little bit. And, and my mom, my sister, and Jeff and I were, we all got off that plane. And we, I said, do you feel like that was the weirdest experience of your life? And everyone was like, yeah. So I too have been on my dad's last fight. And I think about that sometimes. Sometimes when I'm in turbulence, sometimes when in other moments, I'm always like, eh, my dad's on this flight. He's sitting on the wing. Like that scene from Bridesmaids. You know what I mean? There's a lady churning butter. There's a colonial woman churning butter on the wing. I think about that moment. I don't know why. I was just like, there's a fat Southern man in a Waffle House golf shirt. I don't know how he even got the Waffle House golf shirt. I think he had it custom made, but he's on the wing of the plane. And we were in the exit row. So you could see like where, like right, the wings were like right behind us. I think. I just remember looking out and being like, seeing all this lightning. And I wasn't scared and I wasn't nervous. Ella, I'm glad that you had that beautiful moment with your dad. I'm glad that your dad has fucking crushed it flying the friendly skies for 39 years. I'm glad that you and your mom were there to experience. And that's a beautiful thing. And you know what? Give your dad a hug. Give him a kiss for me. Tell him he's a cutie. Tell him I just want to, I just want to give, I just want to put my little teeth on his teeth and just, you know what I mean? Give him kisses. Ah, it's a beautiful thing. I'm sorry I took y'all dark. This is how twisted my brain is. I'm like, oh, Ella. Oh, Ella, you thought this story was going to be about you and a nice moment with your dad. Let me tell you what, mine's dead. <laughs> but that's how dark we're getting. That's where I went. I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, one of those moments, I probably should have just left that and kept that in my book. But well, I just shared it on the podcast. So there you go. Hope everyone else is having a great day. <laughs> Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather, this is Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Uh, from Northern Virginia. I'm calling with an absolutely not and absolutely yes. Absolutely not is my mom is fighting stage four cancer. Mm. Um, if I wasn't riding such a high right now, I would not uh, be able to get through this. But okay. uh, my mom is fighting stage four cancer and her favorite musician is Rob Thomas and Matchbox 20. Okay. About a week ago, I reached out to the Heather 911 group to try to get them to like some comments that I put on uh, Rob Thomas's Instagram. And they came through and uh, my original hope was to get them to dedicate a song to my mom at their concert this week in Virginia. And instead they brought her up on stage and she got to watch the first set from the side of the stage. And it was just the absolute best. Um, so thank you. Thank you to the Heather 911 group Hell for yeah. coming through. Um, you have the best audience ever. And I do. it truly, truly made our family's whole night. It was so special. And um, love and light. Bye. That's a beautiful thing. Wow. Oh, these are great voicemails this week. We're getting a little emo. Emo Nemo. I love it. First and foremost, I would like to say big shout out to the Heather 911 group. If you don't know it, it's a Facebook group. Whenever you guys need to like resell tickets, switch dates or whatever, do anything. You want to, I mean, you could sell anything from a dresser to your plasma. Do it on the Heather 911 group. Okay. I lurk. I lurk from afar. Just so you know, I've got a, I'm lurking. Okay. My second thing is, shout out to those girls for coming through. That's beautiful. But also, I just want to throw this out there. How come, you know, I'm not your mom's, <laughs> you know, favorite entertainer? I'm just, that just stung a little bit. You know, I mean, shout out to Rob Thomas and, you know, all of his hit songs. But I'm just wondering, you know, if she wants to sit on my lap for an entire show, I will do it for the good press. No, obviously I'm just being, you know, a silly cynical bitch. I love that. Dude, that's great. I love it. Oh my God. Listen, if you don't, if you don't love Matchbox 20, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're the worst. 
You know what I mean? And here's the thing. It, when I don't always see DMs, but if you go in that Heather 911 group and you're posting something and you're like, you know, my bad needs a leg. We're going to try and get the leg. I can't do everything, but it'll that message will get to me somehow. You know what I mean? Mama wants her tits signed at the show in Vegas. Bring a Sharpie, bitch. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, dog. But that's a beautiful thing. Look at, look at a great way that we used that Facebook group that can sometimes be highly toxic for a positive thing. Listen, I'm sorry that your mom's going through that. And I want you to know I am here for you. I have been on that journey. I get it. I am, I am dialed in. I understand the subtext of the text. I get what you're putting out. And I want you to know that I think it's a beautiful moment. And that's a, an amazing experience that you got to have with your mom too. And shout out to fucking Matchbook 20. You know what I mean? Shout out, bruh. <sighs> Mine would be the Spice Girls. I was asked that the other day. Like, if you could, if you could go to any concert, right? Your last concert. Just like, or make any band come back together. Like, you, this is it. Spice Girls. Easy. Done. You know what I mean? I'd be on the front row singing, Mama. I love you. Just weeping. You know what I mean? God, I used to come home every day, every day from school in the fourth grade, and I put in Spice World VHS. And I would sing the songs, and I'd put on my little Union Jack onesie that my mom got me. And I would just dress up, and I would sing the songs. And I could match each of the singer's pitches. Like, I could hit the same note. I, I would emulate the voice of Mel B, I could, I mean, I had that. I was such a good little performer kid that I could tell, like, you know, posh, the way she would sing. I could sing like her and I would do these private concerts in my room. And that is the most core memory for me. So the fact that your mom loves Matchbook 20, that's amazing. And the fact that Rob Thomas stepped up and did that, fuck yeah, we love him. We stand him. Matchbook 20, let's all go to a concert. Let's all celebrate. And I have a feeling that if I needed to make the same phone call tomorrow for myself, just to be like, hey, Spice Girls, I've had a rough day. Will you get back together? They're like, sorry, babe. It ain't it. Sorry, babe. We're too rich. Gotta go. But I'm gonna tell you this right now. If the Spice Girls ever do have a reunion tour and the Heather 911, Heather 911 Facebook group doesn't somehow get me fucking tickets and a meet and greet, I will be fucking pissed. Okay? So while y'all are out there doing good and helping each other, if you don't make my dreams come true, there will be consequences, okay? Just want you to know. <laughs> I'm kidding, but for real. Oh, God. You know what I mean? I went to Harry Styles, y'all know, and I tried to have sex with him, and he did not allow me backstage. But I feel like, at least one of the Spice Girls has to, you know, still be gay. So I'm hoping I can at least, I don't know, scissor ginger, just something. It would be nice. Please, maybe a birthday gift. Somebody make some phone calls. That'd be lovely. But listen, listen, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm glad you had that awesome moment. And I love that we're having some uplifting voicemails, but I feel like we need to make a hard pivot. This next voicemail is entitled Sex Timing. So let's see what they're getting into. Hi, Heather. This is Samantha from Chicago. Hey, Sam. I am so excited to see you in a few weeks. Yes, bitch. I have um, an absolutely yes, but also an absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely yes to a loving husband who wants to bang all the time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not to him always wanting to do it right when I need to go somewhere. Mm. Like, sir, I, I'm here all day. Mm -hmm. I, I got to go. I have a hair appointment to mm. get my highlights and my extensions put in so I can look good to see Heather in a few weeks. Like, I, this is not the time. <laughs> oh, I'm running out to a doctor's appointment. I have to go to a work meeting. Oh, mm -hmm. now you, oh, what? Like, I, I'm, I used all my changing clothes and got a, like a little peak of titty and, and now we need to bang. Yeah. I, I love having a husband who is so into me and, and wanting to continuously have sex. It's great. But can we work on our timing? I hear you. Like if you're on your way out of the house to go hang with the guys, I don't think you're going to be trying to do it then. Like what is the standard? Ultimately, it's a good problem to have, but read the room, please, sir. Like I, I, I have stuff to do. I have places to be like, I'll do you later, but now 
anyways, that is all. I'm so excited to see you. I'm sure Jeff jumps your bones at the worst possible times as well. Bye, Heather. Okay. I could absolutely, I could absolutely not agree with this more. Okay. It is a timing thing. And again, it comes down to the suffer in silence, right? When Jeff's uncomfortable, everybody else has to be uncomfortable. When Jeff needs to get dicked down, uh, we're going to pound town. You know what I mean? But I guarantee if your husband had a tea time, okay, it's nine. I want you to try this. Try this little tip next time. You know, he's got a Saturday morning tea time, 915, pretty early on a Saturday. What I want you to do is I want you to go ahead. Nine, he's got to be, okay, 915. And maybe the course is 15 minutes away. I want an 850. No, right at nine, right at nine. Get him as he's putting the clubs in the car. I want you to be standing in the doorway with nothing but a little negligee or your robe and let that titty out, let that left titty out. You know what I mean? Because the left titty still has a little bounce to it. The right titty has been just used and abused. Let that left titty out. And I want you to flex that little titty and be like, got time for a quickie? Really put it on him. You know what I mean? Spray yourself down with vanilla bean, you know, just poisonous perfume. Just get get those pheromones wafted. And he's going to be like, right now? Really? Tea times don't change because here's the thing. You can kind of be late to a work meeting, right? If you can come up with a good excuse, all right? You can kind of be late to a doctor's appointment. There's a 15-minute grace period. You can kind of be late to dinner. 15-minute grace period there. You know what you can't be late for? A fucking tea time. You will get skipped. A tea time is the only thing that a man actually will ever show up on time for. So you want to get him back? You want to say, every time you want sex, it's not the right time. Get him 10 minutes before tea time. You know what I mean? Because he has it mapped out. He's going to drive up. He's going to change his shoes in the parking lot. He's going to get in the car. He's going to drive down to the halfway house. He's going to get himself a chicken salad sandwich on a toasted brio. She's going to get an iced tea and 75 butt heavies. He has it mapped out. But you're going to show him a loose left titty and mess up his day. Living well is the best revenge, bitch. Try it. He'll have a meltdown. You want to have sex now? You know I got a tea time. And then you say, yeah, bitch. And every time you want to do it, I got a hair appointment. Every woman, men will never understand this. Every woman lives slightly in fear of their hairstylist. And I love my team. My team's the fucking best. But I'm letting you know, like, I, you don't miss a hair appointment. I could be bleeding out. I could be without oxygen. And I will still somehow find a way to show up to get the highlights done. Once the roots start scooting, you best be not asking to have sex is where I was going with that. You know what I mean? Just you got to beat them at their own game. Test it out so he understands. You have to do... You, you have to show guys. You can't just tell them. Because remember, everything we say, yep, 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 goes in one ear and out the other. But if you show them with an action step or an example, that's how they get it. So next time you want to prove your point, hey, babe, why can't we ever have sex when we're home on a Saturday afternoon? You're tinkering around watching YouTube videos of other dudes play golf. That's a little gay. And then on top of that, you know, I don't know if you're jerking off back there. You do you. Suffer in silence. Do whatever you got to do. But I'm home on a Saturday afternoon. I'm hanging out. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm doing a summer reading. I'm sitting in this chair looking sexy. Come do it now. But no, you got to ask me when I'm ready to go see Sheila for my highlights. What do you think I want to play with fire? That's like jumping in front of a bus. I'm not going to play with fire and piss off my hairstylist. I want you to test it. I want you to pull out that left titty 10 minutes before tea time and watch them melt down. What the fuck? What the, Michelle, what the fuck? You know, I got to meet Mark, Colton, Brad, Dylan. That's already too many dudes. That's a fivesome. One of them is just going to, I don't know, videotape us because we're starting a YouTube channel. Regardless, you know I'm meeting the boys. I got a 10-minute tea time. I cannot do sex right now, even though I would really like to. I cannot do the sex with you right now. Get them before the tea time, baby. I get it. You know, and that's the thing. When you get, when you're in a long-term relationship, you know, I'm married. I'm doing the damn thing. I love my husband. But I tell him, I go, you got to use your words too. Also, you got to throw in a little romance. Come up to me while I'm brushing my teeth. You want a little night sex? Come up to me while I'm brushing my teeth. Ooh. And just say something romantic like, ooh, you brushing those teeth? 
because they're about to get dirty with my dong and then walk away. It'll make me laugh. And I'll be like, okay, we're queued up. I know what you're getting. Don't then when I get in bed and I don't think anything's happening and I'm just sitting there watching my alien TikToks, you know what I mean? Watching Breakpoint, my tennis show, half-ass and barely paying attention because I'm just trying to support women in sports. Then be like, you know what? <clears throat> so we're not going to have sex. I'm like, I didn't know you wanted to. You didn't even let me finish my cheese and crackers. You know, I have my bedtime snack. Let me, let me finish my snack. I'll, I'll pause the show and we'll do it. You're always on your phone at the TikTok. I will put it down. You put a dick near my face. I will, but you gotta use your words. I would really love for women or guys, whomever, just to test this theory, the tea time theory. Next week, call into the hotline. I wanna hear if this worked or not, if this stressed him out. I gotta meet Colton. It's like me waking up like, I didn't do my summer reading. Just sheer panic sweat. These same, just absolute anxiety attack, panic attack that I feel when I wake up because my hormones aren't regulated, that I feel every day when I wake up and I've sweat through my shirt. I'm sweating right now. My tits are literally moist. Because I have this night here that I didn't do my summer reading or I have something due or I've got to go somewhere is the exact same feeling that every man has right before you ask them to do something before a tea time. Dude, we just need to make this simpler. Guys are, are simple. And if you're a man listening to this, I know you're not along. You're like, listen, Heather's usually right, but damn, she found our weak spot. I love that we talked about my dead father. We talked about aliens coming back. And now I'm like, show him that titty if you want to fuck up that tea time. <laughs> Your girl. You know what I mean? But this is how, this is how my brain works. This is how we ping pong back and forth. You know, we just started a Rob Thomas Matchbox 20 fan club, and now I'm pivoting a hard right. We're exiting stage left, and I'm telling you to show a titty before a tea time. And this is why who runs the world? Girls. We don't, though, because we can't get fair pay in any sports, and it's a little bit harder to get elected for president than we thought. So, <laughs> again, McMahon can and she will, okay? Scamming all the way to the White House right here. Your girl. I would. And I would get there and say, you know what? My papa told me them aliens were real. And then y'all listen. See, y'all want to waste the, C the time of the people who are watching C-SPAN right now to have this hearing. We all know. Okay, y'all trying to fool me once, fool me twice. We're, we're numb inside. We're dead to it. My papa told me when I was a kid that them things be flying around. Trust and believe. I listened to my papa a long time ago. Okay? My husband didn't believe me. We got into a World War III fight about AI. But regardless. My papa told me. And at the end of the day, whenever you want to finish an argument with your spouse, all you got to say is, you know what? Whether you have a country accent or not, my papa told me. And walk away. And he'll be like, your papa told you what? And like, he told me. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just bounce. Do not be late to that hair appointment. Do you hear me? It's not worth it. Y'all, I love that the voicemails were kind, tender, but then we really solved a world problem. You got to beat him in his own game. You got to show these guys an actual example. And then their minds are like, oh, I got it. So when your husband comes home from golf, he's like, hey. you be like, hey, remember how I threw you? He's like, oh, no, this is how the conversation going to go. He's like, okay, you showed me that left ditty earlier was, wow, loved it. But like, babe, you know how important that tea time is. You're like, exactly. Exactly, Mark. That's what I've been trying to explain to you. So every time you ask me 30 seconds before I'm about to walk out the door and then you act like I never want to have sex, you're like, oh, she just don't want to have sex today? Make me feel bad? Want you to know it's, it's the exact same thing. You just don't respect my time the same way you respect your time doing your activities is what it comes down to. You act like my hair appointment isn't important. It is. Once those extensions get locked into my head, I feel like a bad bitch who can do spins on a dick. You know what I'm saying? You act like my work meeting isn't important. It is. I am climbing the corporate ladder to be the CEO one day that I know I can be. It's important. Oh, you don't think my, you know, every Thursday trip at 10 a.m. to Home Goods is necessary? You bitch it is. The new shipment's in. Back up. Again, it comes down to 
suffer in silence, dude. My shit is, my sleep's important. Your sleep's important. You get your shit done, I'll get my shit done. And then we can come together and get freaky. And that's what it's about. (laughs) If any licensed therapists are listening to this, any scientist really at all, or the man who's doing the congressional hearing, who also kind of looked like an alien. I don't know if you tuned in on any of this, but the guy also had, his eyes were a little far apart. You know what I mean? I don't know if they've infected him, but regardless, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm saying. I'm saying get your tickets at heatherontour.com. Let me tell you real quick before I let you go where we're going. This is a great episode. I do say so myself. Uno momento. All right. Starting August 19th, we're going to Las Vegas, Chicago, Illinois, Phoenix, Arizona, San Diego, Orlando, Florida, Raleigh, North Carolina, Richmond, Virginia, Charlotte, North Carolina, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Jackson, Mississippi, Toronto, Ontario, St. Louis, Missouri, Houston, Texas, Tampa, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Los Angeles, and then two shows in Atlanta where I will be shooting my next special and get excited because the first special is about to come out soon. So we're very excited about that. Regardless. I love you. I mean it. Thank you for tuning in. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. And you can always call into the hotline 800-213-7503. I'll see you on the next episode. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.